This episode is brought to you in part by Wholehearted Love, a new book by Caleb and Stephanie Rouse. Overcome the barriers that hold you back in your relationships with God and with others and delight in feeling safe, seen, and loved with Wholehearted Love. For more information, go to Tyndale.com. Hi, podcast family. We wanted to let you know about an exciting giveaway we are doing on Instagram. We are going to be giving away three copies of the Making Room for Her, Biblical Wisdom for a Healthier Relationship with Your Mother-in-Law or Daughter-in-Law. If you have a mother-in-law or a daughter-in-law, this book is a must. To find out how to enter, go to our Instagram account at InBetweenShow. You're listening to episode 154. I don't know what to do with her. Of the In Between podcast, where you'll discover the tools to build the marriage and family that you love. My name is Daniel Lim. And I'm Christina M. Well, today we are going to be talking about practical ways to have a healthier relationship with your mother in law or daughter in law. Yeah, Daniel, this is the episode I wish we had while we were engaged. The wisdom and advice that Barb and Stacy Reox share would have saved us years of frustration, hurt, and fighting between us and the in-laws. Mm-hmm. And while the title of this episode is how to have you know practical ways to have a healthy relationship between your mother-in-law and daughter-in-law, mm-hmm. all you guys listening in, man, don't skip this episode. And if you are, uh, you know, your husband doesn't, ladies, if your husband doesn't listen to this podcast, definitely send this to him because yeah, this is the one. <laughs> it was, I mean, honestly, I was surprised at how much I learned mm-hmm. in just hearing about the dynamic that I observed, but I didn't necessarily realize that I have a really important part to play in having a health, in, in you and my mom or, you know, daughter in law, mother in law having a healthy relationship. Exactly. At first glance, it may seem like Barb and Stacy are mother and daughter because they share the same last yeah, name. That's right. Yeah. But in fact, they are actually mother and daughter-in-laws that co-wrote a book called Making Room for Her, Biblical Wisdom for a Healthier Relationship with Your Mother-in-Law or Daughter-in-Law. How unique, right? Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, we read hundreds and hundreds of books a year, and we have never come across a book like this before. Yeah. Completely. So if you are ready to cultivate a healthy relationship with your in-law, either direction, (laughs) or you're about to gain a new mother-in-law or daughter-in-law, or are hurting from unmet expectations, this episode is for you. Right. And before we jump into our episode, we want to tell you a little bit about Barb and Stacy. Barb Riach is the author of A Better Than Anything Christmas, is a former director of the Children's Division at Bible Study Fellowship International, and she resides with her husband in Minnesota. Stacy Riach, which is her daughter-in-law, is a pastor's wife, mother of four, and the author of Wilderness Wanderings, Finding Contentment in the Desert Times of Life. She has written for various ministries, including Desiring God and the Gospel Coalition, and her and her husband live in Pennsylvania. For all the show notes to this episode, you're going to want to go to inbetween.org slash episode 154, where there will be links to the book, uh, information about how to enter our giveaway, and ways to connect with Stacy and Barb, and also links to our previous episodes about how to love your in-laws, or how to not hate your in-laws. Let's jump in.
Well, Barb and Stacy, thank you so much for joining us on the In Between podcast. We are so thankful to have y'all here. Thanks for having us. It's great to be here. Well, this is a unique thing, podcast family, because we actually have a mother-in-law and daughter-in-law with us. That's never happened before. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. Historic moment. <laughs> exactly. It's a, historic moment. Exactly. It's a first. Yeah. <laughs> Round of applause, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so now it's interesting, podcast family, you've heard us talk about uh, my relationship with my mother-in-law, which has not always been the strongest and uh, has been a decade-long journey. And so we really wanted to have a different perspective on how a mother-in-law and daughter-in-law relationship could be. So if you've listened to our past podcast episodes, you've heard that the first impression between my mother-in-law and I, that's kind of what set the stage for a little bit of um, conflict, I would say. And so Barbara and Stacey, we'd love to hear uh, from your own relationship, what were the first impressions of each other? And then also, did that influence your future uh, relationship together? So Stacy, do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. So I first met Barb when I was barely 17 years old. So I am married to Barb's oldest son, Ben, and we met in high school. Oh, and high school sweetheart. Yes, nice. yes. Okay. One of those crazy couples. So we started dating our senior year of high school. And I thought I was a Christian um, because, you know, I had been baptized as a baby and I occasionally went to church. Um, but when I started going over to Barb and Ron's house, I just was noticing, you know, things that were different and you know, I remember the first time I walked in and Barb was sitting there. I feel like she had a Bible in her lap. She was (laughs) smiling at me, you know, was very warm and inviting. And I just, I felt very welcome, but I did notice, you know, that there were things that were different about, you know, Ben's family's life and my home life. And I mean, even just seeing simple things like a list of things to pray for on the kitchen counter, I remember thinking, you know, that's kind of weird. Like, you know, we pray before like Christmas or Easter dinner. (laughs) But um, so just, you know, kind of seeing their faith um, lived out was something that I hadn't witnessed a whole lot of. So, Mm. you know, really my first impression was was very good. Of course, at 17, I really didn't think that I would necessarily be marrying Ben. We weren't right. we weren't looking that far ahead down the road. Um, but I will say, like when we got engaged um, and knew we wanted to get married, this is like fast forward, you know, four years, the end of college. Right. You know, there was an incident where, you know, we taught we brought up like we want to get married like as soon as possible, like five months from now. And it meant that I would probably have to leave my um, program. I had, I had graduated with my bachelor's and I had a scholarship for starting my master's in student oh, teaching in Michigan. Okay. And mm-hmm. Ben had an internship in Minneapolis mm. and it just, it didn't work out as hard as we tried. And I would have to jump through a whole bunch of hoops basically to um, be able to, have Ben and I get married in five months. And so in this conversation, I remember Barb saying, you know, maybe, maybe God wants you guys to wait another year. You know, maybe God's blessed Ben with this internship and God's blessed Stacy with this scholarship. Maybe you guys need 
you know, should consider waiting and which is really a reasonable request. But I remember inside feeling like, Oh no, like this is, you know, this is messing up our plan. And is Ben going to side with his mom or is he going to side with me? So Mm -hmm. that was really the first moment when I realized, you know, just because we're all Christians at that point doesn't mean that we're going to see everything eye to eye. Wow. That is huge. Yeah, for sure. So Barb, how about you? Yeah, Yeah. we'd love to hear, we'd love to hear your side of it. Well, I, as Stacy said, you know, our first impressions uh, for one another, I will say, were just great. And we learned to appreciate the good things in each other. And, and that was good for God, <clears throat> excuse me, to give us this, this grace period, this beginning time to appreciate one another. I had the joy of watching Stacy start her relationship with the Lord and grow. And um, so, you know, the problem with that is that we could have expected, talking about expectations, that mm-hmm. we would always see eye to eye. And um, yet what God wanted to teach us is just what Stacy said. Um, that what we really can expect is that we're not always going to agree <laughs> on everything. Right. Yeah. And so what I learned during that time is not to consider the differences as a threat, but mm-hmm. to consider them as a gift. Um, because God was stretching me. He was, mm-hmm. uh, causing our different perspectives to strengthen our relationship in the long run. And that I would come to see Stacy as a sister in Christ and continue to love her more and more, knowing that these differences were God's gift working out more Christ-like qualities in me. Right. Yeah. 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 No, that's that's a fascinating phrase you used that you see Stacy as a sister in Christ. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'd love to just um double click on that for a little bit because we've never really come across a book where both a mother-in-law and daughter-in-law wrote it together. And this is probably because and we don't want to overgeneralize here, but many relationships that we've seen are strained or or maybe they're just not close enough. Uh, to want to write a book together, and it's not a blog post. Like this is, I mean, <laughs> I know, I know, this is a lot of work, and more editing, and critique. You know, it's like who does what and all that. So right. there's there's a lot of close closeness that has to happen in doing that. So we'd love for you just to explain and uh, Barb, maybe you want to keep on going first. Like, how did you get to that point uh, to see Stacy? Um, you know, to begin seeing her not as a 17-year-old, you know, taking away your son, uh, to a sister in Christ that you enjoy, that you love, that you want to write a book together with. Mm. Oh, Daniel, that's a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a good one. And and I will just say it wasn't an instant thing. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think Stacy and I would both say that. This has been a process that there there is a settledness though in my heart that stacy is family you know there's mm. we are family together and i am committed to loving and relating well to her so that i mean that's 
that's here. That's settled mm. in my heart. At mm. the same time, recognizing that we are two different people. And, yeah. you know, we're not clones of one another. And we, uh, whether we realized it or not, I think actually writing the book helped us realize the potential of the great strain in this relationship. It is, <laughs> it, there, you know, this, this relationship is complex like none other. Hmm. Because each woman comes with a dream, right? And hmm. um, the mother-in-law thinks of carrying on her traditions and having a second chance with uh, a young family. And um, the daughter-in-law is dreaming of starting things new and fresh and this love relationship that she has with this man and can't wait to just spend time alone with him. Uh, Forget his family. So, you know, (laughs) (laughs) so the the differences and the challenges are great, but settling the commitment and recognizing that the differences are a gift have helped me tremendously. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Stacey, how about you? Yeah, I mean, in in some ways, it was it was easy to see Barb as a sister in Christ because I um, I came to faith in Christ during mm-hmm. college, mm-hmm. and God used Ben and his family in that process in a really amazing okay. way. So you know, even when um, Ben and I broke up for two years during college, and we're pretty separated, we we were in two different states. I still really loved um, talking with Barb. And (laughs) as as weird as this sounds, I remember, you know, wanting to go home. Uh, You know, we all lived in the same hometown in Michigan. Oh, okay. Okay. And so when I went home for a break, I remember I wanted to go over and talk with Barb and Ron about, I think it was a mission trip that I was going to go on and Mm -hmm. tell them about it. They were excited about my new faith in Christ. They were um, you know, excited to learn what I was doing. And so, you know, I emailed Barb and made sure that Ben wasn't home because I didn't want to see him. Oh, That'd be yeah, too awkward. Awkward. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I went over and, you know, talked with Barb and Ron and and they asked questions about, you know, my faith and what God was doing in my life and where I was going. And and so, you know, I think probably from a pretty early point. I saw Barb as a sister in Christ and yeah. and even as a mentor in ways to me. Right. Yeah. I love how both of you are just explaining um, just the relationship that you had when when y'all were younger, right? And Barb, it was interesting, as you've been saying, like, you know, just looking at the differences as a gift. Mm. And also that, uh, Stacy, what you were saying about how you learn that just because we don't agree on everything doesn't and and we're Christian doesn't mean that we cannot get along. And I wonder too, we have a lot of podcast uh, family who are maybe just starting their relationship um, as a married couple or are engaged and are listening to this. Do you think that if if both of you could go back and have that lens on right away, do you think your relationship would even have maybe a, a start off on a different foot too? Well, I would say Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> um, I would have benefited greatly from um, discussing, sitting around with other mother-in-laws and going through the chapters of this book and mm-hmm. discussing um, 
the the new role that I would have as a mother-in-law, that okay. would have helped me tremendously uh, to think of it from a biblical perspective. Uh, and I, I didn't realize all I had to learn. I I just thought mm-hmm. of of my mother-in-law relationship really like I was just going to be a mother of now two people instead of one. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I didn't realize that there was a shift. I had um I had to think rethink a what my next steps were be would be. Um, I remember having a conversation with Stacy about schooling options for her kids. And I, I call it a conversation, but it wasn't because I didn't really listen to her. And I told her what Ron and I had decided when we, our kids were small. And so here I was assuming this motherly role Mm. and I didn't say it in so many words, but I might as well have that. I know what's best for you. And I've had so much experience and you're going to learn from me. So, (laughs) you know, what I have learned, what I wish I had known then is that my role now is to listen and to show oh. respect and value for this young woman, this uh, newly married couple, that mm-hmm. they are developing their relationship. They're setting their priorities for their family. And I'm the support team to that. Hmm. Um, I'm to yeah. come along and and help carry the burdens that they have, uh, not place more burdens on her. And so, yeah, I wish I would have known the differences in my role. Mm, Thanks, Barb. So Stacey, how about you? Do you think it would have maybe changed the relationship a little bit? Yeah, I think, I think for me, I, I kind of had this Pollyanna vision of, well, we're all Christians, so it's all going to work out without having to put a lot of effort into it. Mm, (laughs) And, you know, Barb and Ron, right after Ben and I were married, they moved to South Africa for seven years. Um, So that, you know, that also put an interesting strain on our relationship because this was before the time of video calls, before the time of texting and like easier Mm -hmm. ways to connect. And I think I just, you know, I was so consumed with like starting my family and, you know, what Ben and I were doing that it was easy not to communicate, you know, for a long time or to, Mm -hmm. you know, just for them to be kind of in the back of my mind um, and not be super intentional about building that relationship. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's just a lot of things going on, right? Everyone, if you have a mother-in-law or you have that relationship, you understand there's a lot of juggling. And I hope that as a podcast family, you're listening, that you're hearing both sides of like, hey, this is is not going to necessarily come easy. This takes work, but it's worth it. So now another thing that y'all wrote about is this um, biblical concept of leave and cleave. Now that might be something Thing that podcast family you've heard before or actually maybe never have heard before, especially if you are from um, a different culture that actually 
you're kind of required to stay with your family because mm-hmm. that's respect and that means honor. And so Barb and Stacy, we would love if you would take the opportunity to talk with us, uh, maybe even explain what leave and cleave from a biblical perspective means. And then also, um, yeah, how do you do it? <laughs> like I get, you know what I mean? And sometimes it's like we read it, the black letters on, on white paper and we're like, sure. But when it comes to the nitty gritty, sometimes it's a little bit harder than just reading a passage. So if you could have any practical advice, we would appreciate that. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) whoever wants to go first, jump on in. (laughs) Well, I can I can jump in. So thinking about what what does it mean? You know, we have to go back to Genesis two twenty four, which says, this is why a man leaves his father and mother in bonds or cleaves with his wife and they become one flesh. Woman was created from man from the same body from one flesh. So in a way, when a man and woman get married, they're moving from being separate mm-hmm. to returning to their original state at creation. And in Hebrew, the word leave means to forsake dependence on, depart from, let go, or release. And the word cleave means to hold fast, to join, to cling to, stick to, or stay close. So if you think about two pieces of paper that are glued together and it appears like one piece, that's Mm -hmm. what cleaving is intended to do. That two separate people become one in their covenant commitment in Christ. Um, And practically, it is, you know, we hear this phrase thrown around a lot, but I think that there is an intentional pulling away from the families of origin and, you know, forsaking dependence on, you know, not being dependent on them financially or emotionally or spiritually, but that there there is a new family that's been formed. Mm-hmm. And that is going to be the primary relationship. And it doesn't mean that that we don't honor our parents. It doesn't mean that we leave them in the dust and move forward with our life. But that primary spot, you know, when when a problem comes up that you're not running to your parents. Um, but that your husband and wife are talking together first. They're mm-hmm. talking through the issue. Yeah. They're praying, bringing it before the Lord. And then they're deciding, do we want our parents' input on this issue? Maybe they do, or maybe they don't. But that primary relationship is the marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Barb, do you have any thoughts about yeah, that? Yeah, so it's, it's important to remember just what Stacy said, that this is a biblical principle. Mm-hmm. This isn't something that we're just trying to say, oh, this would be great. This this will really help you get started. <laughs> this is what God has said. This is this is the pattern for this new relationship, which is primary. So what it means for parents is that we're no longer the first place relationship for this new couple. And, and mothers-in-law cannot demand attention anymore. They can't say like they might have said when their son went off to college, be sure you call me every week or whatever. Uh, no, Every day, that, let's be yeah, honest, Barb. Okay, That's what okay, we're going to say. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, Christina. <laughs> I have a lot to learn, apparently, you know. <laughs> but, you know, um, why do some parents have a hard time with this? Well, 
I think we probably get it now because cultural norms and expectations have set us up to think that we're going to continue in that first place relationship now just with two people. (laughs) And, And so this is what they're used to. And frankly, this is what they feel they have earned. Mm-hmm. Um, with their life experience. And, uh, but, you know, remembering that the, that leave and cleave is a biblical principle is really one invitation from God for us who have struggled with feeling forgotten or unappreciated or mm-hmm. even a little angry that things have changed that God intends for this to be a blessing. And it's not going to be just a blessing for this beautiful new couple who have joined together in Christ, but it is going to flow out from them to be a blessing to the entire family. Yeah. Wow. I, I, yeah, I, my mind is kind of spinning like wheels as we are uh, no longer a newly married couple and we are, you know, thinking about launching our children. I've never read that passage from the perspective of a mom. Or a mother-in-law of like leaving and cleaving. I've only seen that as a husband and wife Mm. of what is the role of a mother or mother-in-law to allow that biblical principle to flourish in a new relationship. So to me, I'm like, whoa. And as you can see already, I have a lot of learning to let go. So, Well, (laughs) you know, it's, it's interesting because I'm, I'm listening to this. I, I'm, because I'm not a female, so I'm, you know, I, I have Christina, my wife, and, and my mom, and and I see the relationship that you guys have, uh, the different seasons of relationship mm-hmm. that you guys have grown in and developed, and have now what seventeen years in have gotten to the point of, yes. yeah. Uh, but but I see this where there is a role to play for the daughter-in-law. Right in the leaving and cleaving, in some of those questions of yeah, if we have conflict or if we need to make a decision, let's talk about this together first. Right. And and there is, like you said, there is a there is a role that Barb, as the mother-in-law, you need to play in allowing and creating that um, environment where it's there. There isn't that dependency, but as as a man too, as as a husband, it's and as a son, it's like okay, what is my role in all of this too? Right. And it's not just. One like there's there's so many parts right where we're all three individuals and and probably the the father in law too has to right. play yeah. in that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So are you going to answer that question? <laughs> no, I don't know. No, no, no. He doesn't know. Let's, let's, okay. No, I don't know. So just throwing it out there. Okay. okay. So there's um, more dynamics <laughs> to consider. Yes. Okay. So so let's let's kind of take a turn there because um and we can let our podcast on. We just kind of sit on that for a little bit. Um, but you know what, Barb and Stacey, there might be people listening in being like, oh, man, you guys sound like you'll have the perfect relationship <laughs> and everything is awesome. But man, if you knew my mother-in-law, right? Or if you knew my daughter-in-law, then man, you would understand, like you would be empathizing with me and we would be, you know, talking about, yeah, of course, that's why the relationship is so bad. And that's why you should cut them out and, and all that stuff. So, so I would love for you to just share, um, how can the mother-in-laws and daughter-in-laws listening in make peace with the, the other? Because I don't think anyone wants to live in strife. The wait is over. 
Find out what happens in the thrilling conclusion of the 12th Dead Sea Squirrels book, Babylon Breakout. Hi, I'm Mike Naraki, co-creator of VeggieTales, voice of Larry the Cucumber, and author of The Dead Sea Squirrels. Get ready for more daring rescues and hilarious jokes as Merle and Pearl and their animal friends embark on a ridiculous mission to bust the kidnapped Gomez family out of Babylon, a Bible-themed amusement park with talking animals. Young readers will love the nutty misadventures of 10-year-old Michael and his friends and will learn all about biblical life lessons such as forgiveness and friendship. Read all 12 Dead Sea Squirrels books. Available wherever books are sold. So, yeah, what, what are some steps if, if someone is living in that kind of tension-filled relationship? Stacey, you want to start? <laughs> I was hoping you would start. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a big question. And and I think, you know, the the first thing is, is to start with our own hearts and just, mm-hmm. you know, asking God to search our own hearts for bitterness, for mm-hmm. resentment that we might be, you know, holding against our in-law and ask the Lord to help soften us towards Mm. them, that we can um, look at them with love and look at them as this is, this is a valuable relationship. God chose this mother-in-law for me. God chose Mm. this daughter-in-law. This wasn't an accident. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think, you know, there's kind of two different sides to like when there's been strain over certain issues, you know, I think the majority of the time we want to be, overlooking offenses if possible. So we want to, you know, follow that pattern that Christ sets for us of of giving grace and being committed to love, being um committed to unconditional love, not loving if they respond in mm. this way, mm. not loving if they treat me this way or if they change the Easter plans to what I was hoping for. <laughs> but <laughs> but choosing to to love that person and those, you know, comments that maybe are said that sting or things that have hurt in the past of, you know, asking the Lord to help you overlook the offenses and um, keep moving towards them in love. I know though, that there are things that seem too big to overlook that, you know, maybe it's a repeated pattern of sin mm-hmm. in your in-law relationship. And that's where, you know, I think some of the principles, you know, from Matthew of, you know, first removing the log from your own mm-hmm. eye right. and, you know, searching your own heart, um, going to her directly to talk about it. And that this is tricky because I do think oftentimes if there's a problem, it's going to be better received. So if it's a daughter-in-law wanting to talk to her mother-in-law, mm-hmm. I think that the husband can play an important part in in being a part of that conversation and being the one to really deliver like the hardest news mm-hmm. because the mother, I think biological parents are going to have a natural soft spot for their own child right. and it might be received better coming from their own child versus mm-hmm. their in-law. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, so if if, you know, there was a conflict with Barb and I and, and my husband, Ben, might be the one to really bring it forth, kind of bring it to the table. And that doesn't mean that I'm not there. I think in the best situation, I would be there and I mm-hmm. would talk as well and share my perspective. 
Um, but I do think it's helpful and, and really it goes the other way too. Like if the problem is with my parents, I think it will be better received coming from me right. because I'm their daughter instead yeah. of their son-in-law. And, you know, so going to them directly, you know, talking through that with gentleness and with grace mm-hmm. and, and then being willing to, um, forgive and mm-hmm. being willing to, you know, not hold it against them to right. move forward in love, even if it's not the response that you wanted, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. trusting that God is still working and maybe God will change your in-law, but he'll definitely change you yeah. in the process. That's that's beautiful, yeah. Stacy. It's and and such a such a good perspective mm-hmm. because there is that sense where you know, if you have an offense with someone, you got to go directly to the person, right? And and you you read that in Matthew, and and then you look at Matthew five, and and Jesus said, "Hey, but blessed are the peacemakers," mm-hmm. right? And just that side of the nuanced relationship of the mother in law daughter in law conflict, and the role that the son could play, that the husband could play as a son. Uh, in in kind of setting the table or or being that peacemaker rather than being like, well, y'all need to figure it out yourself. Yeah, I'm out you of know, here. I'm, I don't like conflict. Yeah. <laughs> See you. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. that's definitely a challenge. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's good. I, yeah. I like that. Yeah. And Barb, we'd love to hear your perspective as well. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe adding to the question that we first initially, because Stacey, you did a wonderful job of, of drawing in the role of the, the son or the husband, depending which relationship we're talking about. So Barb, is there looking mm. back on things that you have been through with Stacey, uh, maybe um, things that you would have loved your son to approach you with or maybe in a different way like how can as we're talking to our podcast family is there any advice we can give to yeah. the the men out there mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, this is how you help foster the relationship between the mother uh and wife versus these are the things like mm-hmm. don't do <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah well i i love everything that stacy said and how uh, how communication is just such a key part in this mm-hmm. and how we might approach challenges and differences. Um, and the son certainly has the, the sweeter and, uh, the historic relationship with his mom. So she trusts him. Uh, and, and that does that, that is a good step when you're facing a challenge. I, I think back to when Ben and Stacy were first married, I did think of them more as individuals at that time. Today, mm-hmm. I see them as, as one, very honestly. I mean, mm-hmm. I, um, we have our best conversations when we're all together talking. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Um, Stacy and I love to talk, uh, and we do talk as, uh, often as we, we can with, with busy lives, but, and we talk about different things, but when, when we're all together, that's really the best. So, but mm. way back in the early days, I, re- I do remember wondering, gosh, do I talk to Ben about this or wh- what mm. do I, what happens? But what I would tell my son today is to honor his wife by discussing issues with her first. I think that, mm. um, that 
I would help him maybe see the long view of that, that that will, if he does that and Stacy recognizes that that's the way that we're operating here, she's going to end up trusting me more in the yeah. long run mm-hmm. as, as well wow. as loving her husband. So I would also encourage my son to do, uh, I think Stacy also mentioned this, uh, organize three-way conversations or organize those times when we can all talk together so that so that my son doesn't feel like he's in the middle communicating mm-hmm. uh the information from one party to the next <laughs> right. I, I, I want to kind of spare him from that but i i don't know if this fits in with your thinking for this question but you know through these years, it's been really important for my husband and me to stay strong. So I would say, mm. uh, you know, wives, uh, mother-in-laws, be sure you are uh, uh, cleaving well to your your own husband, that you're not passing on gossip about your daughter-in-law or mm. or yeah. your your concerns about their relationship. Focus on um, your love relationship as a couple growing together, you haven't, you know, you're not out of the picture in that way. You're growing closer to each other and to God in this phase of your life. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Barb, for that was actually my follow up question. I was like, oh, I feel so bad. We're leaving out the father in laws and not to say that they don't have anything to do with this. Right. So prayerfully mm-hmm. in, you know, in relationships that they are they are involved as well. So, uh, Barb, do you mind just teasing out maybe just a little bit more about um, what role maybe that Ron has played um, in helping you be able to to see uh, Stacy and Ben as one? Hmm. Well, he has been very helpful because he he doesn't um, get caught in the same uh, emotions that I might in okay. in um, after having a conversation, the, the lingering thoughts that I might have uh, that lead to uh, emotions that would cause me to get side swiped or blocked. Mm. He's, he's able to give perspective to that. Mm. He's able very often to take me back to what I know to be true about God, what I know right. to be true about, uh, relationships and growing together and how that takes time. So he has been, he's been a a good ballast. And that doesn't mean he doesn't have emotions or uh, doesn't get caught up in wrong thinking at times as well. But we do seem to kind of balance each other out. And so we will uh, discuss things and and even then pray together Mm. about situations. And at times when we have felt the need to go to Stacy and Ben to talk about something. It's been because, not because of a a feeling that we were struggling with, that we were locked in by God's grace, I will say, but mm-hmm. because of a concern that we had that might affect others. Mm-hmm. And so okay. we went to them as a couple and had the blessing of talking with them because 
You know, we do have the the wonderful privilege of all being in Christ. Yeah, and so yeah, the right. Holy Spirit is very active in our family and yeah. um and working in that way. Yeah. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, y'all wrote this book, Making Room for Her, Biblical Wisdom for a Healthier Relationship with Your Mother-in-Law or Daughter-in-Law. And uh, when you think about the entire process of this book from kind of feeling the ache or the pain or the need to write something like this, praying through it, plotting out the chapters, writing it, and and there's, I mean, a lot of sweat and tears that goes into this. And and it's not just about writing a book, right? It's not just about putting your names out there. There's there's hope that you want to communicate. There's mm-hmm. there's lives that you want to be a part of transforming. So uh, just as we land this podcast, I would love for you both, and, and Stacey, maybe you can start, uh, for you just to share some final words to, to especially those who are feeling helpless and hopeless about their in-law relationship. What sort of words of hope do you want to, do you want to share with them? Yeah, that's a good question because we, we definitely had those people in mind as we were writing this book, knowing that there's a wide spectrum of different types of relationships. But, you know, I think one of the main things that I would want to say is that, you know, with Christ, we're never without hope Mm. that God can work. And even what we think are the hardest hearts that God can change our hearts. He can change our perception of our in-law. You know, speaking, if I'm speaking to a a daughter-in-law who just feels like, you know, I'm ready to throw in the towel with my mother-in-law. It's not worth it anymore. It's too hard. I'm always getting hurt. You know, I would encourage her that that God doesn't give up on you, that, mm-hmm. you know, Jesus pursued us even when we were his enemies. Mm-hmm. And it takes the grace of God to keep moving towards a difficult person in love. Right. But God will give us that grace. He'll give us what we need. Um you know, even if she's not responding to you, find ways to bless her, find mm-hmm. ways to show love to her. Even if it's dropping a note in the mail, sending her a text that you're thinking about her, that um, you're praying for her, ask her questions about her life, take an interest in who she is, of what her hobbies are. How can you come alongside her and enjoy some of the things that she enjoys just, you know, being a student of your in-law and looking mm-hmm. for the ways that you can show love to her. Um, and just trust that, you know, God can change people mm-hmm. and ultimately he's going to change you. Yeah. yeah love that. Barb, how about you? Well, Stacy's really hit the the main points. I, I would say it perhaps from a, um, a tangent point that if you, if any of your frustration or your lack of hope comes from comparing yourselves, yourself Mm -hmm. and your relationship to others around you who seem to have Mm -hmm. a great relationship Mm -hmm. with their in-law, just, just stop comparing yourself because Mm -hmm. God has a purpose for your relationship. And so a better question to ask then, than uh, most is what is God doing? Mm. And will I trust him? And mm. then um, 
ask him to give you the commitment that you need to love yeah. your in-law for who she is and and what she's bringing to the relationship or not bringing i think that's how god will unlock your feelings of disappointment mm-hmm. uh when you commit to loving her no matter who she is or yeah, what yeah. she's doing love her love her first yeah. And God will build that habit of love in your heart that will pull the feelings along with time. Mm-hmm. So um, as Stacy said, true hope doesn't come from our changed circumstances. <clears throat> true hope comes from God and he will remember he's mostly concerned with your relationship with him. And mm-hmm. so he's going to use even disappointment and heartache to strengthen <clears throat> your love for him. Yeah. Well, Barb, Stacy, it's been such a joy mm-hmm, and pleasure sure. to to be with you guys today and and podcast family. Man, in in and through this entire interview, the depth of wisdom that both y'all have exhibited mm-hmm. in your answers and even in just your relationship with one another and the lived experience there as well, in addition to just being soaked in the word, like we could just tell like this is you're you're you guys aren't just you Making know, it up, <laughs> Peter. Yeah, you're not just talking about some. Yeah, yeah. Well, just do this, and everything's gonna be okay. It's like no, it's this. This it's rooted. Y'all are so rooted, and um, this podcast family. This is an indication of how rich this book is. Mm-hmm. So um, we do want to encourage you to perhaps pick a copy of this for yourself. If you're like, hey, I have a great in-law relationship. Well. This book can help it become better. But you know what? Most of us are going to know someone who has a strained in-law relationship. And, yep. and perhaps this might be a, a nice little gift of love to them. Okay, uh, so yeah. quick question, yes. though. So if, let's say, y'all had a strained relationship, would you want to receive this from each other or maybe from the son <laughs> or the husband? This is a practical question. That is good. That is good. So yeah, should, who's, who, who should, who should buy actually it? buy it yeah. and give it? <laughs> Should the son give it? Should the the husband buy give it, it for your friend that you know has a strained relationship? Ah, yeah, there yeah, you go. I do. I, it is tricky, and I know yeah. even our publisher in the marketing phase talked about this. Like, yeah. who's going to buy it? And I think, you know, on one hand, we want to minister to those people just starting their relationships, right. you know, that yeah. are getting married and. Um, saying, hey, this is maybe a helpful tool to help you start building a good relationship. But we also want it to be for the people that have struggled for years. I have had decades of difficult relationships and and saying, you know, this, you know, could potentially help you and point you to the Lord. Um, Mm. But yeah, buy it for your friend with this strange relationship. So are you saying saying to all the sons and husbands out there at Christmas... (laughs) Don't buy two copies and give it to your mom and your wife. Are you saying don't do that at the family gathering? So, so this is what I'm doing. Okay, I'm buying it for my mom. Not going to buy it for my mother-in-law. I feel like that might be a little bit. We can talk about the book, but you know. So maybe if you have a sister. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. That route. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that, I think it too depends on your relationship because I am thinking of a friend at our church who. T- 
two of her sons are getting married this mm. year. Oh, and she's okay. just excited to welcome yeah. these daughter-in-laws. And she bought three copies of the book. Oh, that'd she's be a giving, good way of doing it too, yeah. She's giving the them each a copy at their shower. So, oh, but that's sweet. I yeah. think it's just like, hey, this will help us build a good relationship. Mm-hmm. There isn't yeah. a whole lot of water under the bridge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Perfect. Well, uh, so, that's great. So love the bonus question. Thank you. Uh, so where can our uh, podcast family find you guys? Uh, yeah, where's the best place to pick up the book? If you could share a little bit of that. and uh, Yeah, I think the best place to pick up the book is Amazon. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> and uh, I'd love to connect with our listeners today. If anybody wants to, to write, um, they can find me at my website, um, Barbara Reoc, that's R-E-A-O-C-H dot com. Okay. Stacey, how about you? Yeah. And mine is StaceyReoc.com. So nice. <laughs> same spelling and uh, Instagram at Stacey Reoc and Facebook too. So I'd love to connect with anybody that has questions from the podcast or comments. Perfect. Uh-huh. Well, thank you so much for, for being with us today. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for having us. It's been fun. Wasn't that such a beautiful interview, Daniel? Yeah. Now, not only was the advice so helpful, but you could really tell that Barb and Stacy love and respect one another. Yeah, no, it was beautiful. I mean, we saw them, obviously, right. when we were interviewing, but I, I think it really did come through the interview. Uh-huh. And as you heard on the podcast, it has been hard-earned through work prayer, and forgiveness. Yeah. So if this episode resonated with you in any way, we would be honored if you would share it. This could be the answer that a frustrated mother-in-law or daughter-in-law are looking for. If you want to share this with them, you can hit the share button on your favorite podcasting app, text it to them, email it to them, share it on social media, or you can just post the link in between.org slash episode 154 for all the show notes and links to buy the book. Now, as we mentioned at the top of this episode, this isn't the first time that we have tackled the in-law relationship topic. So if you go to inbetween.org slash episode 154, we'll link to the other episodes as well. And now, podcast family, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. We'll talk soon. This episode was brought to you in part by Just These Guys. You know, a pastor and a psychologist team up to break down scripture and psychology, empowering you to transform by the renewing of your mind. Listen today at justtheseguys.podbean.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Just These Guys, you know.